press night at a theater is always stressful. Your first audience is filled with people who are there to judge the quality of your work. The laughter is sparing, and the energy is off. Tonight is worse. Much, much worse. The power goes out as the storm winds tear through the world outside the theater. What should be done? Will the show be postponed? Or will it, as the saying states, go on? Everyone has a story to tell. We have a bottle of wine and an ear to listen. Join a couple of dolts as we dote out some anecdotes. Welcome to Anecdotal Dote. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Anecdotal Dote, the podcast that celebrates the stories and storytellers in all of us. I'm John Seidenberg, the guy who once was a part of a dance team called Spice World. Joining me on this podcast is the posh spice to my scary spice. Ben Lehman. Thank you. Thank you. I noticed that I'm not Sporty Spice. Oh, do you think you'd be Sporty Spice? Another fat joke, I see. (laughs) We lead in every week. I think I'd be, honestly, I think I'm Scary Spice. But did you say that's who you are? Well, in, okay. So, I worked for several years. Oh, no, no. I lie. I'm Ginger Spice. You're not Ginger, though. Uh, What? Doesn't it have to be an Irish person? Only Irish people are gingers. <laughs> anyway, continue your story. I so rudely blurted out my Spice Girl name and interrupted you. But I am Ginger Spice. So for several years, I worked at this amazing um, theater camp called Stage Door Manor in New York. Half the Avengers went there. Um, <laughs> only like, half of them. Only half of them. Um, but it's this uh, three-week summer camp where kids come in. Uh, they're staying in this old Victorian hotel that was turned into a theater camp and... Over the course of three weeks, they mount, um, there are um, seven performance spaces, and they each perform two shows at each one. So 14 shows in three weeks. And there's, so it's madness if you're on production, which I was. I was a scene designer. absolutely fun. It was so much fun, so much work. You're working like nine in the morning until four in the morning. It's Mm. crazy. Um, But it's, you meet. So it's truly a summer stock experience. Yes. Like an old-fashioned one, it sounds but, like. But multiplied, because you're doing, like, as a designer, you're doing at least two shows, mm-hmm. and you're doing it three times. So for me, I left mm-hmm. as a scene designer every year having six shows under my belt under the that's course of 12 weeks. Incredible. 12 weeks. Yeah, that's incredible. So my first year there, I was with six other scene designers, and we all... Um, worked in the same office and we all designed together and we became such a tight new tight knit group of people and every session they because it's a new batch of kids we always do a talent show where the staff can put on performances for the campers as just like a fun night for the kids mm-hmm. and um, the first two sessions of that summer went off and some of us sang some of us you know did little comedy bits whatever and then the, for the third session they didn't have enough comedy bits so they were asking people who were staff members to do something to like amp up the kids that was fun that wasn't a ballad because everybody just everyone anyone who's a performer always wants to perform a ballad because they're more <laughs> like fulfilling as an artist I yeah. guess and um, well they're in, in by fulfilling we mean indulgence exactly I, as, <laughs> as someone who prefers to 
to sing a ballad. <laughs> I completely agree with that statement. And so we decided... Give me like a good 11th hour number. That's what I love, like a Poor Unfortunate Souls or something. Exactly, exactly. Um, so for this one, we were all tinkering out around with this idea of, as a group, performing a dance routine. And so we were like, let's do like a throwback to the 90s. <laughs> and so, um, so one of my friends, Jordan, who was one of the scene designers, did this mashup of like Britney Spears and the Spice Girls and a couple of other um, like 90s hits and mm-hmm. mashed them into one song. And we choreographed, all seven of us choreographed this dance routine that involved all of that. And it ended with us like throwing streamers into the audience and all this stuff. We, uh, we practiced it and then we all went out and we got costumes where we did like literal representations of our <laughs> spice people. But did you have any leopard print on? Um, I did not. Okay, well then that's... I was the literal representation of I Scary want spice, to file... Though. A complaint. A grievance, then. <laughs> because you claim to be the embodiment of Scary Spice, and yet she always had some kind of animal print. I Leopard, was pretty scary looking. Zebra. Though. I'm going to say zebra because they're zebra. British. Everyone That's knows true. Spice Girls. British. Oi. <laughs> That's really good British. People of the world. People in Britain listen to this. So you've just every insulted boy, every so many Brits right now. Spice up and up. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I'm just saying, but continue. Um, so we... Um, People of the world! <laughs> so we performed the, the number, and the audience went nuts. I would have been in the front row with my shirt off. <laughs> Absolutely screaming. <laughs> so, John, what is our theme this week, please? This week, we are talking about days. days. Um, particularly our best days and our worst days. These are the days of our lives. Dun dun. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> um, so, in your opinion, Ben, what makes a day good? Uh, I don't know. One that feels successful, like something that I really love to do and, you know, that I really enjoyed. Those are good days where you have just a day of enjoyment, you know, mm-hmm. whatever that might mean. Indulging in things that you love. But to me, a really good day is when I come home from my job and I feel like I did everything that I could to the best of my ability. And I truly feel like I succeeded in that way. Okay. Okay. All right. So like, for example, today, Mm -hmm. um, we had our first stumble through of act one of Matilda. Yes. And you are playing Miss Trunchbull. I am. And so, (laughs) so do you feel like today was a good day? Yes, I did. I felt very successful today. Like it was a good day at rehearsal. Great. Um, what makes a day bad? Oh, you know, your typical bad day where just everything goes wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, your stuff breaks and your laptop won't turn on. Your phone is dead and drop it in a ditch and you bust a shoelace and all that. Those little harassments can make a bad day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm like for for me, I think what makes a good day is where the good outweighs the bad because I struggle with <clears throat> I struggle with depression and I struggle with anxiety. So I think for me, when the good outweighs the bad, that's a good day. And when mm-hmm. the anxiety or the bad outweighs the good, that's a that's not a good day. And yeah. sometimes that happens like literally right when I wake up in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes it happens right at the end of the day where it's like I'm laying in bed and either I'm like, yeah, today went really well, actually. Yeah. Or I'm like, oh, my God, today was an absolute train wreck. 
for me. <laughs> right. Well, I think we all do that review process. That's the yeah, end of the that's day, true. Right before we check out, yeah, yeah, put that final stamp on the day yeah. of like this was a good day, this was a bad day. Yeah, I mean, I'm learning as I age <laughs> that you know to think things through before I act or react. So I feel like when I have been in complete control of my life for an entire day, and I feel like I succeeded in really truly being present and being my best person, you know, remembering who I am and how to treat people is mm-hmm. sometimes a difficulty because I have the, an anxiety that manifests in a different way, you mm-hmm. know, that turns me into a short-tempered person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I've learned over the past year and a half, I have learned so much about myself that I've learned that, like, being... I rely so much on the opinions of other people to like shape my own identity Mm -hmm. and it's not a good thing at all, but it's something to where if someone says something that can be taken wrong, I will take it that way. Uh Um, And even if someone says something, a compliment, I will tear it to pieces to find the negative underneath of it. And like even those little things can completely destroy my day. And because I'm so reliant on the opinions of other people and I'm so reliant on other people to make me feel like a person. Yeah. If that makes sense. So it does. It's, it's for me, it's that thing of like being able to reassess and be like, you know what? No, I don't have a B or C, but these are the things I do have or that I did accomplish. Those are wins. And so it's, it's really hard to kind of like gauge those things out especially when you're someone who struggles with those things to be like, no, you've got to look at the positives in life. And that's yeah. something that I'm very fortunate that I have friends who, who will say, yeah, you don't have this, but you do have these five things right. that make it a successful thing. What was your best day? Oh my God. I know that's such an open-ended question. It was a crazy question. I don't know. You go first. What's your best day? Maybe it will spark the storyteller in me. I don't know. Okay. We've talked before, and when I first started this podcast, real quick side note, I said that I wanted it to be not just focus on comedy. I wanted mm-hmm. it to have serious moments, too. So this season, we're going to delve into some of those serious things, too. Yeah. Um, and here we go. Um, I think my one of my best days was when I proposed to my now ex-fiancé. Um, it was one of those days where everything kind of fell into place properly mm-hmm. and everything, everything looked positive and everything looked bright and everything looked like it was full of hope and everything like my future seemed set and it seemed like everything was right. Um, and it was one of those things that like, I was like, I remember the day of, I was a mess trying to think through like, how am I going to do it? What is she going to say? Um, all of those things, and I've, I've not really, I've not really talked about this. Um, I've especially not talked about it ever on the podcast. Um, but like, I remember that day being so terrified of like asking the question and hoping that I knew what the answer was going to be. And I had already talked to her parents, and her parents had both given their blessing, um, and being absolutely mortified when she showed up 
and because I remember I like I picked her up um, and drove her to my house so that way I could propose uh, and it was around Christmas time and I remember like when she said yes it was just that final like stamp that was like everything will be okay now mm. because everything everything about this was great and everything that you want is in this moment and so it was that thing of like the security and the comfort and just the perfection of that whole situation mm -hmm. was such a a beautiful moment um obviously that didn't happen none of that ever came to fruition mm -hmm. um but it was that was one of those days that was like that was uh, as close to a perfect day as i think i've ever had i think i'm gonna just gonna say this it's a little sad but I look at back now and it's not really that sad. And I promise I won't talk about this every episode, but my mother's funeral was like mm -hmm. alternately one of the best days mm -hmm. and one of the most crushingly horrible days. I mean, I don't even really remember all of the details cause I wasn't 100% present. I don't believe, you know what I mean? Emotionally, but all of these people showed up like hundreds of people to honor my mom who was, a very, po I mean, she was a very popular lady. She's a very loving person, and she was very gregarious and popular. And she was an also an actor, and mm -hmm. had you know, like within our community, within community theater and stuff, she was kind of you know, like lots of people saw her. She was the town librarian, all of these things. So to see that many people show up and just friends from all over that showed up to honor, to help, to check in with me and my family. And to honor my mother was really nice. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that was like an overwhelmingly, I was a day I was overwhelmingly grateful for mm. people around me. <laughs> now on to our main segment, the anecdotal dote. Here's how it works. We have a random word generator that will select a word that none of us have seen before. Your job was to tell us a true story based on that word and inspired by our theme of days. Are you ready for your word? Actually, you're up first. Oh. Are you ready for your word? I'm up first. Yeah, I'm ready for my word. Okay. Your word, according to this random word generator, is weather. Whether we like it or not. <laughs> um, <laughs> weather. Well, okay, I'll tell you this story. So I was in a play called Rabbit Hole. We were having a hurricane, um, as we sometimes down here is really a tropical depression, okay. which is sometimes what I call myself when I have a Hawaiian shirt on. <laughs> um, but I, uh, thank you. But I'm, I'll be here all week. God. Um, but anyway, we were performing Rabbit Hole, and our reviewer was coming, but we lost power. But the director insisted that this was a dress rehearsal. And the director insisted that we push on and give the performance because the press was there and it was the only night they could see the show. And uh, I was furious. I was fuming backstage because we were going to go out and do this in no light and I didn't know what was going to happen. And the director had people turn on their cell phone lights and so we performed this entire performance of Rabbit Hole by cell phone lights. Wow. Because we had no power and we wanted the show reviewed. 
And how were the reviews? <laughs> Smashing. <laughs> Truly, I believe I was called incandescent. <laughs> John, do you have any advice for our listeners this week? Don't be so excited about a great day that you miss being in it. Oh. <laughs> a couple of years ago, I was in Seattle, Washington, and I decided I wanted to do a whale watching tour because I'm obsessed with whales. <laughs> that is what they sound like. Sometimes. <laughs> yes. So. And so I went on a three-hour whale tour. With a a three-hour tour. <laughs> with a friend of mine into Puget Sound and... Oh. Um, so excited. I've, my entire life I've been obsessed with orca whales and that's the best place in the world to see them, uh, killer whales. And so we went on a tour and we saw literally every type of whale you can imagine, except orca whales. I was so upset. Oh, Um, come on. But while we were there, I remember at one point we were out in the middle of Puget Sound and this baby humpback was breaching for the first time. Aww. And so he was jumping out of the water every couple of seconds. And that was like his first time. And for like 45 minutes, yeah. he kept jumping out of the water. It was the most Aww. beautiful, amazing thing ever. And I remember like taking it all in. And I remember looking around and seeing I was the only person who didn't have a camera or a phone up to my face. Yeah. Everybody was like yeah. trying to record that moment. And I was like... And I remember thinking, standing there on like the front of the bow of the boat, being like, why is no one just witnessing this amazing moment of nature? Yeah, truly. And the, the the fun thing was that like after that, when we got home or whatever, the, the tour company had taken photos. Their tour guide had taken photos of the event. So I have photos of the whale jumping out of the water like he did the day that we were there. Right. But, but you I also... was able to actually watch him do that right. without a screen being between me and that event. I'm the worst at taking like memory photos. Me too. I'm the worst because I'm just immersed in what I'm doing. Like mm-hmm. when I, I direct children's plays for a living, I'll remind people of that if they don't know what, what I do outside of this podcast. <laughs> but that's pretty much what I do is direct children's plays for a living. Yeah. I mean, it's it's more than that. But when I'm in that process, I'm so obsessed with mm-hmm. what's happening in front of me that I don't record it. I yeah. don't. You know, we I have to rely on other people to think of that because I don't yeah, we don't live presently. Really. Well it's and and not just like that story I think extends for because like the number of people who yeah. like whether it's a wedding or whether it's yeah, you know, no, a show yeah, or whatever. There's a screen there's a there's a wall of screens. People wanna do it at the theater, like when we out on stage we see people wanting to record us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just crazy. Yeah. To think. Live in that moment. Yeah, I mean, I went to a really great uh, rock concert in Portland mm-hmm. um, uh, in the middle of October, um, and it was almost seven hours long. It was like a, a festival, so it was several bands, and it was just so much fun. But most people didn't weren't in it; they were literally recording the whole thing on their phone, yeah, and watching it through a screen. And I just. I couldn't believe it. It was just so much fun to be present in it and enjoy the energy of the room. But people were on screens. The first time I saw, I was at the MoMA and I saw Starry Night up close. Yeah. Everyone, like it was so funny because I'm very tall. And so I remember we were like going through all these different like things. And I remember Yoko Ono had an installation at the museum at that point. And I was like, okay, this is weird. But I remember getting to the floor where that was and I remember so many people were like gathered around that particular painting and all of them had their light, you know, their, their cameras yeah. flashing and all of that. And I was like, 
you can you can Google search this image. Right. What do you need a picture of a, times. A, a picture of a picture? Right. Take that moment and just just drink it in. It's right in front in that of you. Mo- right. Take the time to look at it with your eyes while yeah. you have the chance to actually see it up close. Yeah, absolutely. And it yeah, so it was like the going back to like days, like one of the yeah. best days of my life was sitting out on Puget Sound watching this baby humpback whale jump out of the water and like like and the funny thing was afterwards i remember me and my my tour partner who went with me we were at a mexican restaurant having lunch afterwards and and she was like oh that was so amazing you know was it everything you wanted it to be and i remember i was like no because i really wanted to see a killer whale (laughs) and she was like and she had to like shake me into realization of like you just saw like six different types of whales. Yeah, like get over it. Be grateful for what you saw. Yeah. And it was that thing of like, no, I'm, and I had to make that realization of, I'm so grateful that I got mm. to see something that most of the world never will. That is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope it was a great one. If you like this episode, tell your friends. And if you're in the Bangor area, don't forget to see Ben, myself, and several of our guests on the podcast on stage in Matilda, playing through the end of the month. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button, maggots. If you don't like what you heard, still subscribe. It doesn't hurt you either way. Oh, God, Miss Trenchable was here. (laughs) She's going to put me in chokey after we're finished recording. You're wearing pigtails. I hate them. (gasps) It's just my... uh, My, my scary spice dreadlocks. The pigtails are actually his armpit hair. <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing a sleeveless. If you have a, sp- a story inspired by our buzzword of... What was our, what was our buzzword? What story did I tell? Weather. Weather. Whether we like it or not. <laughs> if you have a story inspired by our buzzword of weather, we would love to hear from you. Your story might be featured on a future podcast. Send them to us written, filmed, or by audio at theanecdotaldote at gmail.com. <laughs> Remember, everyone has a story to tell, especially you. So share your stories with us. A podcast with fluctuating degrees of audio quality. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. People of the world! Stick into my chair. Every boy and every girl! <laughs> Spice up your life! Alright, we're ready to move on to segment two. Oh, why not?